This is KOOP HD1 HD3 Hornsby. Welcome to the Austin Chronicle Show. My name is Kim Jones, and I am the editor of the Austin Chronicle, Austin's independent source of news and culture reporting since 1981. As today is Black Friday, that annual orgy of spending, we thought we'd take in a different tack and a focus on giving instead. So in the case of my first guest, that means giving back to the community, yes, but also just giving back a real good time. So let's see how to introduce what we have today. It's a little bit chaos. We have a lot more people in the studio than we're used to. So today we are welcoming performers from Wild Bill's Honky Tonk Holidays, and they're going to put on a show for us just in a little bit. First, uh, I'm going to have the mastermind, Bill Ogden, explain what this musical is, who he's brought with him, and why we all are going to want to see it. Bill, thanks for joining us. Hi, Kim. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So what is this? It's been going on for a while now, right? Yes. Uh, this is our eighth year, and it, this is a uh, homemade Christmas musical that you would equate to garage rock of theater that has grown into a small version of um, hipster uh, armadillo Christmas bazaar. Wow, that's okay. So that's multiple concepts uh, jammed me. into post hipster. Oh, oh, is that where we're at now? Okay, good to be able to identify no exactly where, where we are at. on the spectrum. <laughs> So, okay, you've, you've thrown a lot of stuff out there. So it's a musical yes. and it's a market? It's place? a market. Okay. And it's a live music extravaganza. It's like a festival. It's a festival. Okay. So, and it takes its name, I believe, after you, Wild Bill's Honky Tonk Holidays. You are the Wild Bill in question. That's Wild Bill over there with the blonde hair. Oh, Okay. Also known as a mandolin. Okay, well, that sounds like a great segue to, let's start some introductions. Who have a, you brought with it's you? It's a pivot. It's a segue. This <laughs> is my wife, Amanda Lynn. Hello. She's fabulous, and she plays Mrs. Claus in the musical. Okay. And she's also in the fabulous local sensation and international touring band Wild Bill and the Lost Knobs. She's Wild Bill. Um, to my right is Pete the Heat Gray. Hello. Who I should point out, I know radio is radio is is a is an audio medium and not a visual one. But you you brought your Christmas sweater and I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yes, it's uh, one of my favorites. And it's scarves, which are a little Darth Vader flashing lightsaber. It's pretty outstanding. Actually, these guys maybe put it on in the car right when we got here. So. <laughs> okay. So well, made as a subjective form. Photography it does. and this and the set. We'll see. <laughs> and. Um, Pete plays the bartender and the stand-up bass, and also the guitar, as it appears. And then to my far right is Marshall Hood, um, guitar-slinging hero of Austin. And Marshall plays uh, part of this Purity Security, who uh, backs up Kevin. They're kind of uh, his henchman and muscle. And uh, Marshall also obviously plays the guitar, but you wouldn't think it was obvious if you're listening on radio because you can't see that guitar right now but you'll hear it soon okay so and you mentioned kevin kevin is kevin Curtin, our staff writer at the chronicle kevin plays the mandolin and kevin plays quigley the enthusiastic uh religious nut of the town nuevo 
Dallas. Okay, so you're throwing a lot of very specific detail at us. What I'm hoping for is a big step back. What is this musical about? Because it sounds fascinating. The musical, it's about you and me. It's about everyday life. Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus get divorced in the first 10 minutes because Santa is overstressed and abusing magic dust and alcohol, among other things. And Mrs. Claus is tired of being promised a Hawaiian vacation that she never gets, and she kicks him to the curb. And then Santa and his faithful sidekick, Swervin Irvin, uh, decide they're going to move to Dallas and quit the Christmas game. They're going to go be honky-tonk heroes. So they go to, uh, you know, take over the honky-tonk towns, but they land in a super conservative religious town that doesn't believe in Santa Claus, and hilarity ensues. All right, that sounds fantastic. Uh, why don't we go ahead and listen to a song from, from the musical? You want to set up what you guys are going to play first? Okay. Is there anything we should know about the song in order for it to make sense, or should we just let it wash over us? Sure. We're going to do the, we'll do the theme song. Okay, tell me, what's the, what's, the, what's the theme song's name? The theme song is called, I think it's just called Honky Tonk Holidays. All right. Clever title track. That sounds great. We are going to listen to the theme song from Wild Bill's Honky Tonk Holidays. Here we go. Give me one, two, three cheers for Christmas. I want four, five, six drinks at the bar. The Christmas tree is a bush of purple haze. It's a honky tonk holiday. And you know, Mrs. Claus, she don't want to start no fights. And the elves are working hard to get those toys made. Yeah, they're working overtime just to get it right. And you know, Dusty wants to fly. Santa wants to cry. Swerving urban stashes running dry. Oh, it's been a real hard year. For everyone here, but we're all feeling real good tonight. Now give me one, two, three, cheers for Christmas. I want four, five, six drinks at the bar. The Christmas tree is a bush of purple haze. It's a honky-tonk holiday. It's a honky-tonk holidays. All right. I think that was fitting for what we've talked about so far, so that song kind of describes what I told you. Okay. That, I mean, that was that was a lot of fun, guys. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we're doing something a little bit different this week on the Austin Chronicles show. We have live performances here in the studio with us. Uh, we've got people here from the Wild Bill's Honky Tonk Holidays, an annual musical slash marketplace slash just general celebration of the holidays and let's let's talk a little bit more about that because you have been doing this since 2012 is that right yes and it's also a benefit for austin's homeless community and has been over the years we've benefited this year we're doing home which is housing opportunities for musician and entertainers featuring notables such as marsha ball carolyn wonderland shelly king Yvonne say 
are all involved in this organization. And uh, Miss Lavelle White is kind of their poster girl right now that um, they are helping out with the rising cost of housing in Austin. And that's something that you sort of built into this, right? That, yes. that this was always intended to be uh, raising money for local charities. Yes, and we've done uh, Front Steps in the past, Mobile Loaves and Fishes, Habitat for Humanity, Mary House. I can't think of all of them off the top of my head, but that's, yeah, we've done that each year. And Home Now for the second year in a row, we really like to work mm-hmm. with them. And does the does the play change every year, or is it pretty much the you know annual tradition? This is this is the story. It's changed a lot over the eight years. Okay. I can't say it changes a lot every year, but it's changed a lot over over the eight years. I would say um, new songs from the from the original, new people, new parts, new friends, new enemies. This show's really got it all. Okay. And the performers, who who are these actors in the local community, musicians? Who... No, they're not actors, which okay. is, uh, makes it fantastic. It's rogue theater. The theater people don't seem to think that, though, and I won't get into that. But it's all musicians doing this for a good cause, and that was kind of the original intent, that it's a bunch of musicians kind of doing a good thing back for the community in a time where... You know, we can all do something and make a, a difference. So uh, the cast is made of over 20 Austin musicians. And we all started doing it, uh, yeah, 2012. And we donated 100% of everything we did. And nothing has changed until last year. We, we were able to get a grant from the Cultural Arts Division, thanks to the Austin Creative Alliance. So now... We are happy to say that everyone involved as an artist is paid, and we still do our donation side. Best of both worlds, we hope. All right, well, we've got you here. Why don't we hear another song? Oh, geez, okay. Are we rolling, Bob? I've always wanted to say that. Always rolling. Are we rolling, Bob? Are we rolling? (laughs) All right, so for the next song, we're going to have Pete the Heat here play the bartender blues from the bar scene. And this is a song about a jaded old bartender in somewhere really in Austin. I'm tired of this crappy old bar Full of hipsters and hosers Weirdos and posers All sipping expensive Lone Star And I find my reprieve Smoking high dollar weed That I keep jelly bean jar I'm tired of this dirty old bar They order their drinks with a breath It all stinks! And they tip a dollar at a time And I find my comfort Looking down the shirt of the pretty girl that comes by I'm just an old-time barkeep And I'll let you know what I think I'll pour your drink strong all night long And hope that you don't get sick I'll pour your drink strong Petey. 
So that was uh, Pete Gray singing and on guitar. Yeah, Pete wrote that one too, just for the musical. Excellent. So this is one of the new songs? This is one of the new songs. One of the newer songs. Yeah, okay. I'm uh, the jaded bartender. Okay. A few lines and I play uh, some bass for all the songs. All right. Well, if you want to hear more of the Honky Tonk Holidays musical, uh, tell us when you guys are performing at. Four nights this year, the first weekend after Thanksgiving, Sunday and Monday. Well, you know, the working musician weekend and service industry weekend. Sunday and Monday, December 8th and 9th, we are playing at the, we call it the Santa Stash Pot. It's a warehouse right off of 7th Street, 7th and Shady Lane. It's on Shady Lane. 777 Shady Lane, number 7. Those shows are going to be indoors. Then the next weekend, December 15th and 16th, we're going to be down south at Sam's Town Point. And those shows will feature live honky-tonk music afterwards by Georgia Parker and Lucas Huggins. All right. Well, and it all benefits uh, charity, too. So uh, well worth everyone's while. Uh, I want to thank you guys all for coming in. And uh, if you want to know more about the show, you can find information at wildbillandthelostknobs.com. Uh, and we'll also link to it at the Chronicles uh, on the Chronicles page at austinchronicle.com forward slash AV. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks for having us, thank Kim. Thanks for having us. And Bob. Bob, are we rolling, Bob? All right, we're going to take a quick break for station announcements. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Austin Chronicle Show. We're in the studios of Co-op Community Radio, 91.7 FM in Austin, and live streaming through koop.org. I'm your host, Kim Jones, editor of the Austin Chronicle. So continuing with this week's theme of giving, not spending, I'd like to welcome Chronicle Arts Editor Robert Ferris, who's here to talk about the artist-run nonprofit collab projects and its group show, Texas Toast. Hi, Robert. Thanks for joining us. It's great to be back, although I feel a little unprepared. I feel like I should have brought a musical instrument or sung Handel's Messiah or something, you know. that. I mean, it's not too late. This is unscripted. <laughs> Do whatever comes to you. Well, given that it's Thanksgiving, um, I had a chance during the East Austin Studio Tour to go by CoLab Projects, and they have a food-themed exhibition. It's called Texas Toast. I'm sure everybody listening has had at some point to have eaten Texas Toast, but that's not all that the show is about. It's a group show. They just wanted to do a food-themed exhibition. They have this wonderful little gallery. It's a 400-square-foot space in Springdale General, which is uh, one of the big complexes uh, around Springdale and Airport Boulevard. And they decided to do a food-themed exhibition. They just put out a call for entries. They weren't sure what they were going to get. And they got this wonderful dozens of pieces of work themed around food, paintings, drawings, prints, photographs, and all these wonderful little three-dimensional small sculptural pieces. And they have crammed 50 of these pieces into this little tiny space. But it is so much fun. You may not think you are wanting to eat again after Thanksgiving. You may not think art is the way to go, but this is such a fun, playful exhibition. I think anybody could go and have a good time. That's interesting. You know, you don't you don't hear art often being described as fun and playful. Talk to us about that a little bit. What about it sort of is, seems to have delighted you? Well, the artists themselves, I think, took a... felt like they could be irreverent with these pieces. 
they didn't go for the sort of classic still lifes that you might have seen in, you know, Rembrandt and Flemish work, 19th century American work, you know, those classic pieces of bowls of fruit and whatever. They, like, decided we're going to do art about hamburgers and Cheetos and <laughs> beer. and The very best kind of food. There is, um, there is a soft sculpture of a large Bucky's soft drink cup. Bush beer cans and a Lone Star beer can. And they're, you know, I didn't pick them up, but they're, you know, squishy fabric soft sculptures. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at that, when you look at people doing serious attempts to render a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in a painting, there's just something really delightful about that. And it puts you as a viewer in touch with all the times you've eaten junk food or burgers or had a beer and you get this wonderful sort of nostalgic feeling about it but it's also kind of fun and you can see the artists are having fun and doing something really personal that's I think one of the things that I was really struck by was no matter what food was being represented and like I said there's a lot of kind of junk food and pastries and sweets and things represented you get the feeling that the artist has taken a really personal approach. Mm-hmm. And so that's lovely. Well, and it seems that often that the act of eating can be a, a, a communal activity and a, oh, yeah. a, a, something that brings us together. And that seems really appropriate, not just for the time of year, but also for sort of Collab's mission. Yes. And I should point out that although there are four walls to the gallery space, not everything is on the walls. Colab has created a a table that sits in the center of the space, and it was built expressly for the exhibition. And it's beautiful cedar wood with these sort of wavy edges to it, and you can you can see the rings of the wood around the table. But then, what's also really cool is in the center it's basically a frame in the center there is a screen and on the screen is projected a loop of different images of red checkered tablecloths <laughs> so you are looking at a tablecloth and many different tablecloths as you are looking at this table and then all of these wonderful little sculptures are on it ceramic cupcakes and yarn pastries and all sort of the, that Bucky's cup that I mentioned before, mm-hmm. uh, all these wonderful little things, and so you you just kind of move around, and everything has this evocative quality to it. But it's also really funny to you know when you look at an eclair rendered in yarn, there's a part of you that's going to wonder what that would feel like in your mouth. And it doesn't feel <laughs> anything like an eclair, you know? Sure. So that's what I mean about there's a real playful quality mm-hmm. to the whole exhibition. It's hitting you at multiple levels. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One of the first things that you see as you come in is a giant, uh, a giant like lollipop. And by giant, I mean like the stick is three feet long. And the lollipop thing itself is as big as a person's face. And actually, 
it is shaped like a person's face. So you were looking at this sort of beautiful, larger-than-life representation of a piece of food, but there's a face stuck on it. So so it's kind of weird and funny. There's also like a three-foot-tall sculpture of a pickle. It's a papier-mâché pickle, but the artist has painted across it, this machine kills fascists which is what Woody Guthrie very famously had written sure. on his guitar. So, I, I mean, that sort of thing. It just, I just, I, I finished looking at it, and I wanted to go around the room again because it was so much fun. Well, and it's more than 50 artists participating yes. in this particular exhibit. Uh, yeah. we, tell us a little bit more about Colab. Colab is... Uh, an arts organization. Um, it started initially as a as a gallery space. Had a wonderful little location in in East Austin, as has happened with a lot of arts spaces in East Austin. Rent um, gentrification sort of pushed it out. They at one point thought they were going to have a a newer space. That ended up not happening right away. They found a building in downtown that they asked the developer, could we have it until you're ready to build on this site? So for, uh, I think it was almost two years, they were at 7th and Congress, 8th and Congress, in this empty space and did a lot of wonderful exhibitions. They've just recently gotten this uh, gallery space in Springdale General, as I mentioned, but they also have a plot of land that they are eventually going to be able to develop into their brand new space. They are terrific about showing artists in town, a lot of uh, independent artists, but they also create projects. They sort of sponsor other artists. They have a great program where they name an artist each month to control their Instagram so that it's a, they call it, I think they're bit res artist of the month. And so you can go to their Instagram and that artist will post new work every day that's just available online. So they're doing stuff in the real world and on the web. Well, this this exhibit, Texas Toast, sounds like a lot of fun. And if you want to know more about it, you can read Robert's uh, lovely long piece about it in the Austin Chronicle, which is on stands now. Robert, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Well, we are going to wrap up this episode with a voice that is unfamiliar to listeners of this radio show. It's his first time here in the studio. But if you follow Austin Chronicle on any of our social media accounts, you will know his voice. Uh, He is the voice of the Austin Chronicle on Facebook and Twitter. And his name is James Renovich. Hello, everybody. This is my voice. (laughs) Welcome. Speaking in your own voice as opposed to this sort of overlord Austin Chronicle my Twitter voice is much different from my actual voice. It is. Yes. <laughs> a little more straightforward. With a little bit of sass, too. If oh, I, if I may assess your voice for you. You may. Very sassy. Well, we're not here to talk about your sass, James. It's a shame. Uh, <laughs> it is a shame. We'll, we'll save that for another episode when we can really lay into it. No, you are here to talk to us about something the Chronicle does every year, and it is called a wish list. Yes, our annual wish list, uh, which uh, we uh, print and put online, uh, local nonprofits, of which there are hundreds and hundreds in this town, from everything from 
pet bunny nonprofits to, you know, helping the homeless nonprofits. Uh, and we, uh, you know, since people are in the spirit of giving at uh, this time of year, we uh, print all their needs. We ask, we send an email out to everybody and say, hey, what do you need? What do you want? Every, you know, nonprofits always need things uh, to keep doing what they're doing and keep servicing the community. So uh, they email us their lists and we print them and cross our fingers that there will be people in this town that have what they need or are willing to give them what they need. So, yeah. I mean, it goes without saying that I think all of these organizations are probably happy if you just write them a check. Yes, we yes. pretty much tell them, don't ask for money. Don't ask for, um, oh, what are the things they always ask for? Oh, volunteers. We pretty much, that is a blanket ask. You know, sure, we say, it is assumed. Yes, in the introduction to everything we do on this wish list, we say you can always give them money and you can never give them enough money. You know, you can never volunteer too much time. But here are some specific things, everything from toilet paper to entire new buildings that people need. So if you got a spare building out there, you know, there's someone needs it. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a terrific resource. And also just if you are, you're nearing the end of the year and you know that you want to give your money somewhere and you don't know where to start, James is doing the work of compiling. How many do you think you have now? Uh, at this point, we have about 60 that have sent them in, but we usually end up with somewhere in the area of 200. At some point, we end up calling everyone that hasn't gotten back to us <laughs> from via email, whether we have an old email or it went to spam or who knows. But yes, we end up calling everybody and being like, hey, like, don't forget, if you want some stuff, like maybe we can help. <laughs> so. Well, we are going to be printing those in the issues of... Pretty much the first three issues in December, right. uh, but it's up already at austinchronicle.com slash wish list. Is that uh, with a dash? Wish there dash is list? Put a dash in, don't put a dash in. Either way, it's going to get you to the same place. Uh, so yes, you can always check it out there. That's constantly being updated as people send me their wishes. Well, I know it's a lot of work putting it together, but it is also a terrific resource for the community. And I think, I imagine... On behalf of nonprofits everywhere, I thank you for your work, James. Yes. Well, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> well, I think that that is going to do it for us today. Thanks so much for joining us in our anti-Black Friday-themed episode. Uh, I want to thank all of our guests again today. Uh, that includes Bill Ogden, Amanda Ogden, Pete Gray, Marshall Hood, Robert Ferris, and James Renovich. Boy, that is the most packed lineup that we've had yet so breaking new ground here at the austin chronicle show thanks also go to our engineer bob daly and to kevin Curtin and jonas wilson for as ever writing our theme music thanks for listening and we'll see you next week